0: Greetings and salutations, and welcome to another episode of The Structured Startup. Laurel, who do we have today? Today,
1: we are talking with Lee Ross, the CEO of LearnSafe, and he is here to talk about understanding the industry ecosystem and building a competitive landscape, which is actually module 11 of The Structured Startup course.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Wonderful. This is going to be a little bit different, I think. Lee and Learn Safe, and I'm on the board of this company and love them, have a different approach uh, to to business. It's it's more impactful because what they are doing is stopping bad behavior from schools uh, from school children on the internet. And unfortunately, we know that's a big problem. But they are able to prevent. And Lee will send me from time to time, hey, look at what we did today. And it gives me hope and it gives me passion for the mission because they are honestly able to stop some really bad acts from happening. So I, I have tremendous appreciation for this. And it's it's a great business as well. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this interview, uh, Laurel. So let's get into it.
1: Tell people listening a little bit about what LearnSafe is and what it does.
2: Sure. LearnSafe is a software that um, monitors student computers uh, looking for instances where they may be putting themselves in harm's way or others. Uh, It's a cloud-based system. It picks up on keywords and phrases, uh, which are then created, uh, then converted into screenshots, And we have a team of people internally that will look at them, and when they identify something serious, they will then let the school know what's going on so they can take the appropriate action.
1: Could you provide an ecosystem of relevant players in your company's industry?
2: Sure. Um, They're all larger than us. Uh, There's Securely, GoGuardian, Bark, Lightspeed Relay, and Impero. Uh, Impero is a uh, UK company that's making a play here in the United States. Securely and Go Guardian are the largest. Uh, they both. Have, there's been some M&A action with them that has been quite large, which is encouraging for us because it means it's, it's a valid space and it's really hot space right now. And we've had some interest from private equity as well as some outside investors uh, in the space that we're in.
1: Do these larger companies offer competitive products or current solutions to your target products?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's all done in different ways. Um, some of it is AI that monitors social media. Some of it is uh, technology such as one I didn't mention, Gaggle uh, and GoGuardian, that monitor the G Suite. And now they've migrated over to monitoring Office 365. So they're a little bit more um, narrow than we are in terms of mon- monitoring for student activity. We kind of monitor the whole computer. So when kids are going outside of the G Suite framework, or going are not using Office, and I don't really understand, to be honest, how monitoring Office helps. But when the kids are on websites like a dis- like Discord has become very popular. There's lots of talk and sharing of images that are inappropriate. Uh, we then capture that, whereas our co- competitors won't. These, you know, there's gaming where kids are, you know, being kids and we don't we pick up on that, but it's not really necessary to report it. Um, and by gaming, I mean, you know, Xbox, not Xbox, computer based gaming.
1: And are there smaller companies in other markets, geographical or otherwise, who are working on a problem similar to yours?
2: Um, yeah. Well, smaller, I'm not sure. There's some small-ish ones that are in the space, uh, one that tries to kind of shoehorn its way in. They're not, they, they, they claim to do what we do, but they really don't. Uh, and others that have a consumer market play, which we don't mess with. Consumers, consumer market customer acquisition is extremely expensive. So we focus on B2B, B being schools, uh, and we focus at the school district level, Um, whereas some of these smaller companies, um, they're doing well, but they really are focused on consumers, monitoring of kids' cell phones, helping parents sort of keep track of where they are. And so we feel like we differentiate ourselves enough where we don't have to, we certainly pay attention to them, but we don't have to um, look them up every day on what they're doing.
1: What suppliers are you using or will you use, and will they be in your market?
2: Well, we don't use suppliers per se. We use we have a software development team because it's cloud-based software. It's very inexp- inexpensive to maintain, and we don't have to, especially in this time with, with supplier ch- the supply chains being so backlogged, um, we don't really have to do that.
1: What industry association conferences will you attend or would you attend if you could?
2: Well, we're, we have a big presence in Missouri. So we're attending, I mean, Mississippi, we have uh, two conferences that we're attending. One is uh, focused on technology leaders. Another is focused on superintendents. We've attended conferences in Texas and in Florida. And, you know, the old fashioned trade shows really are the only way to get out there and meet people face to face. The biggest one that we might attend is called um, uh, FETC, which is a Florida, Florida Educational Technology Conference. It's one of the largest conferences in the country. It's I think partly it may be because it's in Florida, in Orlando in February, and people are just dying to get down there. But that's one we have not attended. And the main reason is uh, not cost. It's so large. You have the dominant companies, you have Google and Gaggle and Securely and all these other companies that have the big booths where people are really excited about their new um, releases. And because we're so small, it would, it's difficult for us to get traffic that would come and visit us. We kind of get more of a um, teacher-based crowd which we, where we need superintendents and technology directors to really take a look at what we're doing. So it's it's a, it's sort of a bucket list to go there. We have not gone yet but we have to have a bigger presence. Um, and I think with the districts we have in Florida, now they're fairly influential. So attending a conference like that, having a refer- two referenceable accounts is one of our kind of bucket list events.
1: Is there any advice that you would give entrepreneurs as they're trying to work on a competitive landscape?
2: Certainly you, you need to identify who... Uh, who the competitors are, Um, and then you need to look at the market size and figure out through whatever means necessary. And you can hire uh, um, firms that have the ability to look at and study the market and can provide you with the information you need. Gartner is probably the best one for that. And when you're, when you look at the market, you have to identify not only, you know, if you go out and say, look, there's $2 billion being sold in this particular market, that's great. But how much of it is actually addressable where you can access those funds? That's the critical thing to identify, especially if you're trying to bring on investors.
0: What a wonderful story. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Laurel. That was that was well done. I, I know as they have worked through the competitive landscape, they, they have competitive pressures. I think eventually if we're doing something right, we almost always are in business. What they've done is figure out where they can be a little bit different. They've looked at things and they've created a, a, a more white glove service that allows them to do their mission. And by focusing on their mission, they can create differentiation. So I really appreciate this story. I think it's really good for uh, entrepreneurs, not just at the beginning, to think about how they can be different, but continually think about how they can be different. It's the proverbial, you don't want to skate to the puck, you want to skate to where the puck's going to be. And when you're summing up the competitive landscape, that's, that's so important to try to carve out that niche. Not where it is today, but where you're going to be building your company uh, to, to go. Laurel, some thoughts from you.
1: I really appreciate how Lee and his team at LearnSafe have looked deeply at their competitors and they have found features and services that they could offer differently and better than their competitors to really carve out a market share for their business.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, wonderful job and so much appreciate you and appreciate Lee.
2: It's hard work. If you're passionate about what you're doing, it's fun work. One of the things in your coursework that I noticed is talking about extroverts. And I think even if you're not an extrovert, If you know your material cold, if you know exactly what your product does, you know exactly what problem it solves and how you can communicate that quickly, Um, you don't have to be the most extroverted person in the world to get out there and do it. But it's good if you have a team of people where you can explore and exploit their strengths. And so if you have someone that just loves to get out there and talk about what you're doing and is really a champion, that's an important person to keep on your team. Don't let those people get away. That's probably the biggest piece of advice I would give entrepreneurs. Um, It's tough. You know, most of them, the vast majority of them fail within the first year. So if you make it past the first year, you're doing something right, and you need to keep doing that and keep going.